Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, January 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Joe Biden becomes President of the United States today. We'll take a look at the challenges that await him. Biden's Treasury Secretary pick Janet Yellen tells Congress to go big on stimulus, and a U.S. court strikes down a Trump rule aimed at boosting coal. Plus, the head of digital policy at the European Commission, Margaret Vestager, tells the FT about EU efforts to regulate big tech. What we want to achieve is that what is illegal offline is also illegal online. I'm Mark Filipino. Here's the news you need to start your day. At noon today in Washington, D.C., Joe Biden will be inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States. The former vice president will take office during one of the most challenging periods in American history, a global pandemic, an economic crisis, and a politically divided nation. Here to talk about Biden's priorities is the FT's Lauren Fedor. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Mark. So, Lauren, what does Biden tackle first? Sure. So we have a little bit of an idea about what the the president-elect will be doing once he is, in fact, the president. Um, His uh, incoming chief of staff released a memo last weekend in which he laid out a couple of executive orders that the new president can sign pretty much from day one. Some of the things that they're talking about there are are basically reversals of what Trump has been doing for the last four years. Things like uh, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, rolling back some of those uh, immigration bans that we saw from certain Muslim majority countries. The incoming president also wants to work with Congress. Uh, he's already said that he has a $1.9 trillion stimulus uh, and COVID relief package. Uh, And the details of those have also been sketched out, but we're we're probably going to see in the next couple of days actual legislation, a bill that Biden and his team are going to want to get through both the House and the Senate and signed into law as, as quickly as possible. Now, Donald Trump will not be at today's inauguration. He did release a video farewell speech yesterday. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. And then he'll have a farewell event today. Um, What was the last full day of Trump's presidency like? Sure. So it became a bit of a running joke in Washington over the last couple of weeks that the White House released very few details of what the president was up to in his final days. The outgoing president will will really be breaking with tradition here in the fact that he will he'll be touching down in Florida today, an hour before Joe Biden is sworn in in D.C., Nearly all of the living former presidents will be there. The one exception is likely to be Jimmy Carter, who is well into his 90s. You know, we're expecting a a bipartisan show of support for Joe Biden. Lauren Fedor is the FT's Washington correspondent. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Mark. Former Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen appeared virtually before U.S. senators yesterday for a confirmation hearing. She's President-elect Joe Biden's pick for U.S. Treasury Secretary. Here to talk about Yellen's comments is the FT's Washington Bureau Chief, James Politi. James, what did Yellen's comments at her confirmation hearing tell you about her goals and, and how she'll act as Treasury Secretary? Um, Her short-term goal is to make sure that Congress sees the urgency of passing President-elect Biden's $1.9 trillion fiscal stimulus plan. And that's the immediate goal and the the immediate sales job that Janet Yellen has to do with regards to Congress. Then she has longer-term goals. She has longer-term goals about rebalancing the U.S. economy, curbing inequalities, 
making sure that climate change is adequately tackled and factored into economic policymaking, ensuring that racial injustices can be narrowed or limited. And those are big goals. James, what did Yellen say yesterday that tells you about the way she will approach debt as Treasury Secretary? So on that front, she said, for instance, that she left open the possibility that Treasury could issue longer dated debt beyond the 30-year maximum in order to sort of lock in some of those historically low borrowing costs for the U.S. government. Um, As a former Fed chair, she was more on the dovish side. And so I think that she believes, as many uh, of the uh, current Fed officials, getting inflation to rise would actually be a good thing because it has been effectively so low in the last few years and really struggled to get up even to the Fed's target of 2%. And that inflation certainly doesn't anytime soon look like it's going to uh, become sort of a problem for the U.S. economy. James Politi is the FT's Washington bureau chief. Thanks, James. Thank you. On the last full day of Donald Trump's term, U.S. federal judges struck down one of his signature efforts to roll back environmental regulation and boost the coal industry. The Affordable Clean Energy Rule aimed to replace stricter limits on power industry emissions introduced during the Obama administration. Judges on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeal vacated the rule and sent it back to the Environmental Protection Agency for reconsideration. The move is seen as giving the incoming administration a clean slate to work on emissions policy. European officials are moving to regulate social media platforms and other big tech companies. Two proposals, the Digital Markets Act and the Digital Services Act, aim to create a level playing field and make online platforms more responsible for content. Leading this effort is Margrethe Vestager who oversees the EU's competition and digital policy. The Danish politician spoke with the FT's Brussels correspondent, Javier Espinoza, about these proposals, and here's his interview. So I'll just start right right to it. You know, we have these very important pieces of legislation that the commission is going to push through this year. What is the goal? What we want to achieve is that what is illegal offline is also illegal online. For instance, in my own home country, There is a group of people who have just been banned from having sort of a a union because they were thought to incite violence. And they are now being banned from having this union. They are being banned from using their brand. They are being banned from doing their activities. So you see, this is something that also happens in real life. If you do something illegal, the state can take steps here. Of course, it's in, in the juridical system, but it is basically the same line of thinking. And what we are balancing is, of course, that what we have agreed is illegal in the real world. And that is based on discussions, you know, sometimes over decades. That should be illegal online as well, while at the same time protecting your freedom of speech, even though sometimes you would say, oh, but this is really harmful. Then you still have these arbitration mechanisms to make sure that you can say, what you want when it's not illegal in the country where you say it. So from someone who doesn't follow this, you know, the man and woman on the street, why did it take so long to go after what it's, some people might perceive as obvious, you know, abuse of power or growing might of these big tech giants? 
I think until quite recently, we were basically very impressed because these giants have also brought a number of very important innovations to our digital economy. So, you know, so many good things have come as well. I think it has taken some time because we needed sort of the wake-up call of the Cambridge Analytica scandal, of the different antitrust cases, to see that this is systemic. Because what I have realized in the years where I've had the responsibility for competition law enforcement is that we could do something, but we need to call on board regulation as well so that antitrust enforcement in specific cases like the Google cases, well, that has to work hand in hand with broader prohibitions so that we simply change the dynamic of these important uh, marketplaces. Yes. And you talk about this wake up call and we've seen in the U.S. recent movements towards um, fixing these markets in, in a way. What kind of coordination should we expect on big tech regulation with the Biden administration? Oh, we will definitely do our best. Um, before Christmas, we made a proposal for a EU-US partnership to create sort of a tech and trade council to have, you know, very high level discussions about this, because we see that we have a lot in common, you know, two old democracies, and we both have the challenge of democracy sort of catching up with technology. So we have a lot uh, of things on, on our to-do list that we would want to discuss with the incoming presidency and the new administration, hoping for a constructive debate so that somehow we can stay aligned. That was Margaret Vestager the EU's executive vice president in charge of digital policy. She spoke to our Brussels correspondent, Javier Espinoza. You can hear their discussion on the challenges to regulating big tech later this week on the FT News Briefing. And before we go, Netflix delighted investors yesterday with news that not only had the number of subscribers surpassed 200 million, but that success means the company no longer needs to raise debt to fund its programming. What's more, the streaming service said that it may start to return money to shareholders by buying back stock. Shares in Netflix jumped more than 12% in after-hours trading yesterday. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.